0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast, here to amplify diverse voices in media. I'm your host, as always, that guy named John. Make sure to follow the podcast on social media at About to Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow the podcast on podcast apps, <laughs> Sheesh. Uh nailing it <laughs> right out of the park. Uh, but yeah, you can like rate review and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. It is on Apple Podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Alexa via TuneIn, and you can stream the episodes directly from the website about review.com where you can also find full links to these show notes and guests. If you want to support the show, there's a support tab on the website Direct PayPal link if you're feeling generous, or an Amazon wish list if you want to get something to help the studio. On today's jam-packed episode, uh, returning to the podcast mm-hmm. after a couple weeks and a bunch of episodes that I dropped in the meantime. Yes, that's very true. What was the
1: last one I was on?
0: Uh, what it was. About? It was a few weeks ago. Oh, a couple. Few weeks ago. A couple weeks couple ago. ago. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tim Hall, of People's Critic. It's good to be back in studio. Uh, yes, it is good to have you back. So this week we are going to be talking about four new movies which are currently in theaters: The Girl in the Spider's Web, the new Dr- Girl in the Dragon Tattoo storyline, story yeah. <clears throat> uh, the new <laughs> Grinch movie, Widows, and Overlord, along with some geek news. So that is going to be on this week's episode. Before we get into that, we'll get into the original theme song created by Damon Randall of Ill Mannered Media. Some exciting movie news to start off the show. So exciting. Anybody, oh, yeah. Anybody who knows me knows that I am a huge fan of documentaries. Yeah. Knows that I'm a big fan of biopics if they are done right. Ava DuVernay apparently was in talks with Prince before he died. That sounds weird, as if they would have talks after he died. But before Prince uh, died, They had some talks and he loved Queen Sugar and was like, we should work together on something. He ended up passing away, but she is going to be producing Mm -hmm. a new Netflix documentary about Prince Mm -hmm. and has full access to the Prince vaults. Those of you who do not know much about Prince know that he or might not know in his vault. There are hundreds of songs and full videos that he shot, edited, staged, and everything, and then put in a vault. Because that was just how his creative brain worked. He was like, I have an idea. I have a studio in my house. I have a video stage in my house. Like, I need to just go and make a thing. So Avery DuVernay announced that she was going to be producing Mm -hmm. a new documentary on Netflix about Prince. Those are kind of the only details we know right now. We're not sure when it will be coming out. With somebody like Prince, when there is so much stuff we probably will not see this for another year, year and a half because there's a lot to get through yeah.
1: I don't know, I don't know how excited I am and I love
0: Prince mm-hmm. and so do I. And I I think just she is the right person, I mean she she's producing it We they've not announced who's directing it not even about it.
1: who's involved <clears throat> Prince was a very private person Yeah, purposefully, he was private about his faith he was private about mm-hmm. how, he, how he worked and I don't know if he's someone that would want all of that out because he didn't live his life like that.
0: Well, they—I mean, apparently there were talks between the two of them of—and again, who knows what they were talking about? Who because knows? But Kevin... I do—I don't know what they talked about. <laughs> but I do know Prince was very private, very, very
1: much. And so all these cool stories about him, uh, like after he passed away, this guy who drove for him mm-hmm. across country told a really cool story. It's a really short story, but he said, "You know, so he—he's having to drive drive the tour bus, right?" And they're like, all these rules about not don't talk to Prince. Don't look at mm-hmm. him. Don't say anything to him. <laughs> so it says one night they're driving, and Prince comes up next to him starts just starts talking. He's like, Do I talk to this guy? <laughs> Eyes on the road. Yeah. <clears throat> ten, ten and so two. they in this conversation. They're talking about bikes, and, and Prince is in the motorcycles. So they're having this whole conversation about motorcycle bikes, and the guy's talking about this bike he would build mm-hmm. and this bike that he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Tour's over. Guy gets a call from his boss. Like, we got to talk to you. It's about Prince. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm about to get fired because I <laughs> you I looked you, at Prince you dared look oh, yeah. at Prince so they bring him down to the to the to the this uh, garage and Prince sent him the bike that mm-hmm. he told him about with all yep. the specific all custom the bells bike. and whistles
0: like yeah I remember hearing and that guy story. said
1: he, but all, there were tons of, that's how okay. he lived there were tons of stories about him like that mm-hmm. that sort of popped up. Um, the coolest thing I remember saying, I remember hearing about him performing at an SNL 50 thing. Oh yeah. And then when, once he passed like, SNL, because SNL never showed the video, mm-hmm. there was video of it. It's like all these people, like the the a list of a list celebrities, are in this room and are all standing out because Prince sh- gets on stage and like kills it for like yeah 15 minutes with some with some random guitar somebody had.
0: The reason that I am excited, you know, for this is I think not just for those behind the scenes things, yeah. which. I mean, Questlove has incredible stories. Yeah. So many people do. Even if this is a 90-minute documentary where all it shows are those kind of major performances and what led up to those. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to know like those, that. and this is weird because I am a big documentary fan. Right. Like his his past, like the issues that he had with his dad and mm-hmm. all those things, I would be okay exploring those a little bit, but mainly like just show us those incredible, just want more Prince. I just want, yeah, I just want more Prince, That's and, understandable, and in, and in one shot. I mean, again, yeah. you can go on YouTube and find so many things. I mean, Prince, there will never be another person like Prince. No, it reminded me a lot with Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. like as Rami Malik was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Nobody can be Freddie Mercury, no, and so with Prince, I'm glad they're going to the documentary. Route with this. Yeah, there'll be a biopic at some point, I imagine. Uh, I, I, that re- will be. I worry more about
1: that than this documentary. Who, yeah. I'm it. not worried about it being good or bad. I just, it's knowing how private he was. Yeah. A part of me is just like, I don't know if we should be doing this because he didn't live his life like that. Yeah. He was very private about a lot of stuff. And then, to then, I mean, he hasn't been, he hasn't passed. It has been that long since he passed. It's been a few years. And yeah. yet, we're cracking open this vault and exposing all the stuff that's in there already. Like, give us some
0: time. Yeah, I, give and I, some time. I do agree uh, with that. There was one story, uh, one of his, like, his longtime band managers. She was doing this interview, <coughs> and she she said that she had to teach people who kind of came around to Prince, whether they were just on the road shows or whatever, she was like, just say yes to whatever he says. Just say yes. He lived in a world where no did not yeah. exist. She, she talked about getting a call from him at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Because he was just working mm-hmm. all the time, so he calls her and he was like, he was like, hey, I have this idea. I need, I need a giraffe tomorrow." Yeah, I heard that story. <laughs> she was, like, and this was like when she was relatively new, and she was like, "We, we can't get a giraffe." And he was like, "What, what are you talking about?" Yeah. Like I, and he, and so she was like, "Okay, Prince, yeah. I'll work on getting you a giraffe." Next day, you know, then she tells him she's like, "Oh, we we couldn't get the mm-hmm. giraffe," but it was like. She just had to learn to be like, you got it, Prince. Yeah. And then yeah. either A, hope he forgets or then try and explain it later. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I just, I'm excited because I, I trust Avery DuVernay. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it will be interesting what corners they go down. mm mm-hmm. uh, Recently, uh, Eric, one of our buddies at mm-hmm. Film Jabber, he talked about, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. And he was, he actually, compared to everybody else, did not really love the movie. Mm-hmm. Because Mr. Rogers was exactly the person that we all thought he was. Right. There were no skeletons in the closet. <laughs> right. There were no tattoos. He was never a sniper. Right. He was the perfect person that we saw on TV. And he was like, with a documentary, he, he was kind of looking for a, a different angle. Mm-hmm. With Prince, there, a lot of ways to go. there are a lot <laughs> of ways. So, but yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, but yeah, that was announced recently. Uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. the exceptional... A show that went on for five seasons, created by Vince Gilligan. They announced that, I mean, how long ago did that end? Five years ago? Something like that? Yeah, around right about A few years ago. They're talking about doing a movie. Mm-hmm. Most likely a TV movie, not a theatrical movie, mm-hmm. with picking up basically at some point after the events of the series finale, mm-hmm. and Jesse Pinkman, it, it will be his story. About what? Who knows about him? I mean, because spoiler alert for Breaking Bad, those of you who have not seen it, it was a few years ago. He was kind of the only person that made it out of that series. Mm-hmm. And so... Last time we seen him, he was driving away. He was driving away and he was all happy. Like, that's, oof, that scene is mm-hmm. brutal. Jesse went through some stuff on that yeah. show, man. Jesse went through a lot. <laughs> like, uh, so, I mean, if, when, not if, when the feds or whoever find this lab... They're probably going to find his fingerprints, bunch of dead bodies. So where did he go from there? Did he get caught? Who knows? But for some reason, they're making this TV movie about of course his, they are
1: his life. So it was like I mean, Better Call Saul is is very successful.
0: And I, I think that could be a reason
1: you're like, all right, can we push? Can we squeeze some more content out of this Breaking Bad limit? Yeah. And they're just trying to squeeze it out as much as they can.
0: Now is Vince Gilligan. I mean, he is producing... I think so. Better Call Saul. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, good for yeah. them. So, I just... I'm not too sure about this one. Uh, Better Call Saul, to me, kind of made more sense. Because, like, this really charismatic character in the show that we had about a season's worth of stuff over that five seasons. How about we figure out where he came from? Yeah. That and makes... also,
1: you know, because of the character of Saul, you can bring in a bunch of random characters. Yeah. And it makes... You can bring in characters from Breaking Bad that we know and just... Other characters that came in and out of his life because of how he lived his life. And that yeah. makes sense. I don't know. this one. With it is Jesse, like... you're breaking all new ground and bringing in new characters. And it's, it's dicey. Yeah. But they'll, they'll, they'll take a swing at it.
0: Yeah. So we will see about that. Uh, speaking of TV shows, so the HBO Watchmen yeah. TV show just announced their Ozymandias mm-hmm. uh, casting Jeremy Irons. It's an older one. That is perfect. Yeah, he's good, yeah. Like, that makes absolute sense. He is not as kind of physically large as Ozymandias was in the comic, but neither was the guy in the movie. No. But as far as, like, that attitude of Ozymandias, Jeremy <laughs> yeah. Irons will crush it. Yeah, an older one, too. Yeah. So that would be good. And this is an older one who apparently still succeeded in whatever he was going for, because this is taking place after kind of the comic series. And they they said they were kind of doing a reimagining, so we're not so really sure. We don't sure. know if he succeeded. We don't know what happened. Yeah, I guess I guess that is true. But I just I love Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I like he, him. He so it's good incredible. to see him in other stuff. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. So it feels like every week there's going to be a Disney Plus, which is their streaming service, some new Disney Plus news. Of course. Tom Hiddleston uh, was just announced that he is getting a series for Loki on Disney Plus. So, I have no idea why. You said series and Siri popped up. Oh, yeah. I was like, get out of here, Siri, creeper. Um, so, yeah. So, Tom Hiddleston will be back as Loki in this new show on Disney. Plus. So, for everybody who was worried, which they should not have been, when they were like, oh, no, this person died in Infinity no, War, never really you died. realize that the, as soon as they introduced the Time Stone in Doctor yeah. Strange, literally anything is possible. All right anything is possible mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, this is one of those shows like last week i talked about how they're doing a winter soldier and falcon yeah show on disney plus that i'm excited for like that that could be interesting this loki one i i'm not quite sure i think it would be interesting kind i don't of know anything
1: about it other than it's loki i don't know what's the, even with the falcon i don't know what they're about i just know these characters yeah and do i like these characters absolutely so we'll see but the one thing I will talk about this later on with the the other star wars announcement is mm-hmm. they're going to put a lot of money and a lot of at least early on mm-hmm. into content for their streaming service oh yeah they are they're stacking going the deck to push it hard to get people interested
0: in original content mm-hmm. on their for their service every everybody That's has be the push. everybody has wanted a netflix killer quote unquote and they've got to kill netflix it is not going to kill Netflix, but... It's going to have a lot of content. It is going to have a ton it's of content. going to have a lot
1: of content that... Uh, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, if you're internet savvy, like, once it's digitized, it'll be yeah. somewhere for you to find.
0: Literally an hour... Usually an but hour after. <laughs> for people
1: with kids. Yeah. And they want their kids to watch. Because, like, Netflix has a bunch of stuff that you're like, I'm not sure about. And it does have your setting. Kids could, even even you without the setting, yeah. right? But the idea, you can just put Disney+, Plus, your kid can press on their iPad, mm-hmm. on a plane... On a, on a long road trip and just watch content and you're not too stressed about what they're clicking on, Yeah, I think you're okay. Yeah. No, they, I know my sister's definitely going to be like, yeah, you watch
0: this. They, they have a you. huge leg up on the competition because all of the Disney shows that we grew up with and the movies, I've, if they're not there right away, all the they Fox will... content. Oh, yeah. That's what, they, that's what yeah. the Fox merger was for. True.
1: It's all that content. All those old Fox shows we watch, all those old Fox sitcoms, all of that.
0: Is going to be on there. Wait until your kid clicks on Meredith children. But even then, uh, <laughs> that's, you know, God, that show is so problematic. Yeah, it is. It but is. But all right. that stuff, yeah. Like you get you get
1: access to all that archival stuff that we grew up watching.
0: Mm-hmm. It's at the yeah. press of a so button. a lot of content. Yeah. So
1: tons and tons of content.
0: And they could, I mean, with Netflix, like all of us get or yeah, most people get an email, yeah. something being like, coming up on Netflix, you know, next month yeah. or whatever. If somebody gets an email, or not if when they start getting emails from Disney, being like, next month, this entire series, yeah, and that, like people are just gonna go crazy. Yeah, we're so, gonna
1: have every episode of Martin on here.
0: Wait, oh yeah, oof! If they remaster yeah. it, that would actually be really cool. If they still show it. Like I could turn on my TV yeah, right it's now. On TV one, Martin, yeah.
1: living single. <laughs> but your ability, your ability to just to just go through it, I think, is necessary. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be fascinating to see what they put on this on yeah. this site. That should be pretty incredible. We're gonna, be, we're gonna get. I don't, I don't think we're done with announcements either.
0: Oh no! I mean, I, I seriously feel like every episode I'm going to have to do a new little bit. But yeah, so Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Little reminder: I've been watching Titans. Uh, not, I not got, a bad show. I got a little bit behind because I just I've been traveling like crazy. Not a bad show. I have been impressed. and I'm like it's enjoyable, man. man. Like, it, and yes, it is very different. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. My comic book brain is off. But, yeah. yeah. yeah, It's enjoyable if you can turn yeah. that off. Um, I heard they introduced Jason Todd in the they latest did. episode. So I'm in, I've not, it was pretty I'm cool like
1: scene. two, I
0: think three episodes, no, two episodes behind. Yeah. It was a pretty cool scene.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. Yeah. And it mirrors what happens earlier in the episode, which oh, okay. is even funnier. Like, oh, uh, nice. both
0: Robins, huh? That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. uh, Cool. The other Disney <laughs> plus movie news or show news. So Cassian Andor, mm-hmm. played by Diego Luna. Uh, in Rogue One, mm-hmm. he is getting his own series on Disney+. Plus. Love Diego Luna. Good, so prepared. do I. Here is what I, st- I have an issue with, and I can totally understand the Star Wars fatigue that a lot of people are getting, because it is like, here is a movie that is a prequel to a movie that you really love. Oh, you like these characters? Oh, just wait. Here's a whole show about this character. Like, yeah. We do not need to know everybody who shook somebody's hand in the Star Wars universe and where they came from now. Diego Luna was great in that. Yeah. And I liked him. The show, I'm like, sure, but like when we already know what happens, I feel like there needs to be a point where they realize how we just make solid characters and that that can be done. I mean, they did that with the books after, you know. But those were the Expanded Universe books, which those were really cool. That was different in the sense where it was like those were almost all. After the movies. So all, almost all of the expanded universe movies, rarely were they like, okay, there was actually, there was some Darth, Darth Plagueis stuff. But they were not digging like 50 years, 100 years and keep making stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm interested to see where this goes because it feels like anybody who's introduced in Star Wars universe, if they latch on, Disney is going to be like, cool. But if they
1: have an interesting story, like I, again, we know nothing. But yeah. much like the books, if you have an interesting story you want to tell with a character and it's it's a cool story, I'm 100% on board with that. Can you tell an interesting story?
0: Like, yeah, and that, that will be – like, again, people get on Netflix about that, that they're just pushing content out there. Yeah. Some of which is not as great as others. But Disney, they have a lot more money, a lot more licenses and everything. So we will see kind of where that – if that fatigue happens. There's never going to be a fatigue for it. <laughs>
1: There'll be people who, it'll be good content and bad content. It won't be fatigue. You keep giving people good content, they will watch it. No one wanted a Jurassic Park movie and Jurassic World oh, made gosh. a bunch of money. But then Jurassic, the next Jurassic
0: one was terrible. It made all the money and it was but, so right? bad. <laughs> no, 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 the, no. Jurassic World wasn't bad. Oh, oh, yeah, the next, yeah, Fallen yeah, Kingdom. Fallen
1: Kingdom was bad. But Jurassic World, when it came out, I was like, who wants a Jurassic Park movie? It's good content. People will watch it and people will enjoy it. So yeah. you keep giving people good content. I'm sure some of these Star Wars shows won't hit they'll be terrible mm-hmm. there'll be others to do hit and it'll be fascinating and people will latch onto those it's just it's it's a gamble you just roll the dice and if it doesn't work it doesn't work you can cut the cord but if it does work do you have it yeah that was rogue one people were like oh why do we need a prequel a rogue one prequel?" but then it came out and people were like oh this is a really cool story and it mm-hmm. told it in a cool way and it ends
0: like in a badass way <sighs> that's so
1: good right yeah, Who saw that coming when it was announced? None of us.
0: Well, not actually, nobody saw that even when they were filming it. That was one yeah. of the massive reshoots. No, not yeah. ma- uh Pretty big reshoots they did after one of like the first cuts of the movie. They were yeah. like, we need to tie in a little bit more. Yeah. We need to do something. And I forget who. They they talked about it. I read an interview with their, yeah. one of the writers. They were like, I've got an idea. And they were like, well, what is it? Boom. Solid. Right. But so, if when you
1: have creators making things who can think about uh, these characters in interesting ways and they Mm -hmm. can translate that to a script and on the screen, it's
0: fine. Yeah. So we'll see um, about that. Again, content that I still don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Walking Dead. Oh, gosh. So for the past year, so first of all, full disclosure, I stopped watching Walking Dead four seasons ago. I stopped
1: after Negan went all... Barry bombs on everybody's head <laughs> with the baseball bat. <sighs> I haven't watched since then. It just, it was, it just got rough. Can I be honest with you? Why I stopped watching? Oh, so ahead. I'm listening to a five star podcast. Shout out to Tone oh, yeah. and Boss and and K Bad. They were making fun of Negan's voice and the way he talks. You mean the way? Just the stuff he says. He chooses the <laughs> scenery. Just how corny it is. Oh.
0: The time, yes. and it was like, Come
1: on, <laughs> just how corny he sounds. Yeah, it is and bad. And then I watched it, and it wasn't not funny. Yeah, I was like, This is it's, I'm supposed to be afraid of this guy, and this mm-hmm. is comical. And I was like, I couldn't even enjoy the show anymore. I couldn't enjoy the big bad villain because mm-hmm. I thought he was stupid. So yeah. they and, ruined it for me. So I can yeah. never watch it. I haven't watched it since then.
0: <laughs> only, I mean, and I have only seen those clips. I mean, I read the comics and everything. So I mean, I knew where the story was right. going, but I was like, So I stopped watching it a while ago for the past years. They have been talking about, they're like, this is Andrew Lincoln's last season. Rick Grimes is gone. Everybody was like, oh, I gotta watch this season. It's so... Cheap. It's a cheap... It's a so cheap they file. did, and so his last episode, quote-unquote, was, I think, last It week. was last weekend. Last mm-hmm. weekend. Last Sunday. My Twitter feed was going mm-hmm. crazy. They were like, oh, you know... All these pictures. Oh, rant. It was, people it was intense. People bye to Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> right. And then I heard from my friend, and... I, well, yeah, I will, I will spoil a little bit. I stopped watching it, so I don't even care.
1: Spoil this movie show.
0: Um, If you are watch, still watching the show and you don't want it spoiled, then stop listening for like 60 seconds. So in that episode, you see him die, or what we see, like a, a death scene. And people were like, oh, you know, that was actually a good send off. Mm-hmm. At the end of the episode, you see him being flown away in a helicopter. And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You built up like last season, like give him a good death. Give him a death. So, all of that to say, AMC announced they're going to be making three movies starring Rick Grimes.
1: They announced this like right after the premiere, this episode aired. They were doing
0: this. What you build up for a year that Rick Grimes is gone, Andrew Lincoln is gone, the cast is all sad, and you do not even let people kind of settle in or realize like, oh man, that that was a decent send off. Before you're like, just kidding. Here are three movies with this guy. What are you doing? No, the <laughs> show really
1: jumped the shark with that um that episode. Uh, what was my man's name? Uh, the Asian dude. What was his name? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um I forget his name, but I I'm yeah. spacing on the kids
1: out uh, the disrespect because I love Stephen Wynn. Um
0: so like that, the the character's yeah, name? Yeah, the character's or? name. Oh, okay.
1: Um so it's he's like trapped in an alley and it's like he's surrounded it's him and another guy that's are surrounded by zombies, and he's about to get eaten, and it looks like he was eaten. Oh, you mean like? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like his his death scene. His death scene. Mm-hmm. But when they go back, you show them like
0: they're like. Oh, we played Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. So
1: Glenn, so the the <clears throat> Glenn fake out, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Which is also like so, I remember seeing a clip of yeah. that. And I was like, so when they show it, when they mm-hmm. when they go back and show it, he's
1: like under his friend's dead body. He escapes and like hides under a garbage can. And I was like, oh, this show has jumped the shark because you fed us this idea because up to that point when we saw people die, people died. Yeah. People were dead. But for this, it's like, oh, psych, we faked you out. Glenn's still alive. And he's, because him dying that way fit the mode of the show. Yeah. We're like, he got ate Mm -hmm. because he got trapped. (laughs) He got got. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. But he, he, he survives and and shows back up at their little compound. I was like, this is really jumped the shark. I kept watching, but I was like, you've really, because you're, you're, at, imp- at that point, you're not telling an interesting story. You're doing things that to play with the audience emotions. Yeah. And this Rick Grimes thing is the same thing, where you you put out this I, – I mean, it's not even like f- it was fans. It's them telling you, yeah. we're killing this character. And, and, this and, and Andrew season. Lincoln is done playing this mm-hmm. character, and he wants to move on. So it's all of this stuff that, that we now know.
0: Flat out lies. You're
1: negotiating because you're doing yeah. this three-picture thing. And so – you're doing all of this back and forth with him and and the things you're going to do. And then you – and I'm not kidding. Like immediately after the episode was over, I'm seeing all this stuff on my Twitter about this movie. I'm like, I thought you yeah. killed this dude. Mm-hmm. It's If I'm a fan of the show, I'm probably frustrated. Furious. Because like why do that? Just there's plenty of other characters. If, you're, if your story is not strong enough for you to introduce other cool characters to make this more fascinating, then you need to end the show. Yeah. It's probably way past time to end the show.
0: Uh way past. Way
1: past time in the show. It's how to run.
0: Yeah. It's how to run. What what is the famous off. famous line from uh I'm surprised you guys have not talked well actually no, I, I know why you guys have not talked about it on your oh, show. What? Pet cemetery. Oh we Famous yeah, line we're not, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> let walking dead die. Let, it
1: die. let it run its course. Like come on. Yeah, let it run its course. Let let them find
0: harmony in a world of zombies. Yeah. Let that be it. I mean again. Jess, you know Jess and Damon from the Curly Nerd Podcast. They, Jess has been saying for years, at some point, if you survive long enough in a zombie apocalypse, whatever, zombies are not magical. They're they're still bodies. They're still flesh and bone. Yeah, they are going to start falling apart at some point. As long as you can keep most people safe, so you're not creating new zombies, I'll last them. Just just wait it out, like. <laughs> It'll take a couple years, right? Live somewhere cold, let them freeze to death. I, I really, yeah, I, I do not yeah, it's, understand yeah, that.
1: it's AMC is gonna try it. I mean, it, at least they're AMC movies that people will watch.
0: I mean, yeah, and that is, I think, one of the problems is that AMC has a rabid fan base when it comes to Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead has a huge fan base. They've got
1: oh, <laughs> Walker Stalker Con. They've got all mm-hmm. kind of wild stuff that, that happens. And I, I'm as someone who was a fan, I understand that fandom and fandom in general and i appreciate sure. it but at some point you know you're you're burning the candle at both ends with these yep. shows and it's just gonna it's gonna be burnout yeah from people at some point nah, nah, i don't think it'd be burned out but i think it's just people will start to hate watching it <laughs> and, and i think people won't be able to trust the narrative they're seeing yeah. because you'll just do whatever you want to do that may not even fit the narrative yep. that's more frustrating than actual burnout is Oh, I believe your tongue your tongue is stored in this vein constantly, and then at some point when you decide something is profitable or not profitable, you're gonna pull the switcheroo. It's not like it's not like what's his name? Shonda Rhimes writing a character mm. off because she doesn't like him. That's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. It's you being like I
0: all would. this
1: press about killing someone and being like, Oh, he's
0: not dead. Psych wink. Yeah. He's still alive. Um speaking of actors and death. Yeah. Tom Cruise, this man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, So, Tom Cruise separated the art from the artist. Tom Cruise, I've said it before, the greatest action hero of our generation. For sure. Like, he is phenomenal. They're working on Top Gun Mm 2 at the moment. He halted filming because he is also an executive producer and he can do whatever he wants. He was like, guys, we, we need to stop filming for a while. Why, do you ask? He wants to learn how to fly a fighter jet so the scenes are more realistic. What? Come on. Are you still <laughs> sticking to your, your narrative about drones? I think there are going to be more drones than people think. Absolutely. Okay. I think there are, I mean, of course, it is his Top Gun, there are going to be fighter jets, mm-hmm. but I think there are going to be some drones in there as well that play okay. a part. Um, you know, but yeah, Tom Cruise shutting down production so that he can learn how to fly. And he's already a pilot. Like, he has his pilot's license, because of course he does. Flying a fighter jet is a bit different than a Cessna. He who says that to fly fast? He's just flying a fighter jet. Uh, fighter
1: jets do not go slow. It's film magic. He doesn't have to fly it fast, but it allows you to get a shot of him in a fighter jet actually flying.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, it's why is...
1: people like Tom Cruise. Direct. Some director told me this one time during an interview or after we were interviewing. He was talking about Tom Cruise, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Directors like working with him because he's crazy enough to do these stunts. Mm-hmm. So when you're, when he's climbing some building in Dubai, you can get a shot of him, him doing it. Yeah. It's not a stunt man. It has to be a wide <laughs> shot. You can get a close up shot if him doing it, and it allows you to do more with the scene. So I imagine him wanting to actually fly the fighter jet allows him to do more with the scene because he's in the yeah. jet.
0: What is interesting though is with the original Top Gun, there are a lot there's a lot of footage of them actually in the fighter jets mm-hmm. that was never used because yeah, it was it, like those scenes are edited
1: weirdly. Well, I just watched it.
0: And so the scenes of the of him and uh, Anthony Edwards yeah. that are actually in the jets being flown. They don't use them because, like, the actors are going pale. They're trying not to pass out because they're in the backseat while the pilot is in the front actually doing the flying. So they have real footage of them in the cockpits. They were just like, nah, yeah. <laughs> we're not using this. This, it sounds like they might want to use some of it. So, we're going to use some of it. Tom Cruise, I, I mean, I hate saying this. Tom Cruise is going to die on set doing what nah, he loves. he's not going to die like that. Um, <laughs> not, not necessarily for this movie. Zeno will save him. He'll be alright. <laughs> Just snatch him up. Snatch him up. Uh, yeah. Spaceship. So good for Tom Cruise. Good, yeah, man. Good Do your thing. <laughs> um, and then the last bit of news is actually some really sweet news, some nice news. So Wallace and Gromit, mm-hmm. or the, rather the creators of Wallace and Gromit, recently they have been working on this for a few years, but they kind of feared this kind of corporate takeover mm-hmm. of a lot of these properties that we grew up with. So in a kind of bid to change that they're going through the process of essentially making it an employee owned company. Hmm. So Green Bay Packers. Is it? No, the, the employees don't own it, but the, oh, okay. the fans do. Oh, right. Yeah. So it just, it kind of saves it from those kind of corporate bigwigs like a Disney coming along being like, cool. We like your animations, dude. You've been doing great for 40 years. We'll take that. Mm-hmm. And so they just, they wanted to kind of give it back to the employees. Really cool. They are not shutting down at all. They have two new movies that they're working on. Uh, Farmageddon, mm-hmm. which is a new Shaun of the Dead movie, which Shaun of the or Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of, Shaun the Sheep yeah. movie. Uh, that would be an interesting crossover. <laughs>
1: Shaun of the Dead, um, and they're doing a,
0: a Chicken Run too. Yeah. Kids love those movies, man. Like I have it's, so much respect yeah. for these guys because they have been doing such. They created this unique look and style, and have been running with it for almost forty years. Yeah, it's good work. So, yeah, good for them. I just, I like hearing that companies actually kind of care. Care about their employees. So, uh, all right. So that was the bunch of geek news. The first movie on the docket. Uh, Tim, tell me all about The Girl in the Spider's Web, which I missed the screening of. Uh, And yeah. I was not too sad about that. Even though it looked cool. It's The Girl in the Spider's Web. Mm-hmm.
1: A Dragon Tattoo story. That's the full title. Oh, the full title. That's the full title. Of the respect film. on his name. Yeah. <laughs> on her name. <laughs> um, it's it's based on the fourth book, which wasn't really written by the other author, about Elizabeth, and her journeys as a hacker mm-hmm. in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, this story involves this sort of uh n- nuclear program called Firewall. This guy created okay. that na- that the NSA has, and so she, he's he asked her to hack it. And bring it back to him because he plans on destroying it. Of, oh, um, sure, of so when course. So she hacks it, it, nobody should have yeah, this amount of power. The other NSA, the guy, the NSA person on the other end is played by Lakeith Stanfield. Okay, so he makes his way to Stockholm. Uh, they find out the group that. So she gets it, and then these these like nameless, faceless goons, because goons love um, nuclear codes. They show up. Is that okay? We've
0: we had this trope since I want to say the Cold War for sure. This is late sixties, seventies. I mean, yes, it is still an issue. I mean, obviously, like, in the actual current events, right. news of the world. But come on. So they're trying to get these <laughs> new codes off her.
1: Um, she survives, obviously. Right. And um, they're called, a group called the Spiders, this really heinous gang of criminals in, in Sweden.
0: So the Spiders are the ha- are the villains. There's she is the hacker trying to get something from the Spiders. back because they stole oh, back. it. And okay. meanwhile,
1: the guy who she's supposed to get it from is in... Police custody at a safe house, and so he's trying mm. to make sure that him and his kid are safe. And
0: that's the movie. Spoiler alert: safe houses and movies are never safe. They're never safe. <laughs> never. Never.
1: So yeah, that's that's the movie. And Lakeith shows up in Stockholm, and he's trying to help. He's trying to get to her to get the program back, and he ends up, you know, helping her. Okay. And so it's sort of the two of them helping out, trying to I mean, figure this thing out. The, the movie
0: way. looked interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: I. <clears throat> It's a much more of an action film than the other films. The other oh, films felt okay. like very much like investigative intrigue and she's trying to figure yeah, yeah. things out and she's... More on, police procedural type thing. Not even police procedural, but like the character, Elizabeth herself, is sort of this anti-hero mm-hmm. who's not necessarily a good person, who sleeps with a bunch of other women, who's kind of of you know, not, doesn't really have great self-esteem. She's always sort of in her own way. Okay. But even within that, she has this obsessive relationship with Bloom, with Bloomquist, um, and so they have their relationship, and she's always sort of like out of sorts when she's around this guy, and she's she's given this task to do these things, and it's she's not really like a James Bond type, right? They turn her into an action star. She's like hmm. riding across a frozen lake in a motorcycle. She's it's does it's Claire Coy kind of, play it off like she? It looks fine, but it's not that. That's not to me. That's not the Elizabeth character I've seen in these other films. You. Fair but enough. She's fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's handling guns. Everyone can shoot everyone. They're chasing nuclear codes, and I'm saying it's like a Fast and Furious movie. Mm. They're just they're flying around Sweden. The police are always four steps behind. It's sniper rifles, explosions,
0: interesting,
1: crazy serums. It's all this like crazy James Bond villain stuff happening in this film that I felt like the other films were much more grounded gotcha. in like a reality where corruption, death. Murder, mm-hmm. family secrets.
0: Yeah, those money. are real, real things that happen, and real things. And, and this speaks. movie
1: is more like, yeah, there's some of that, but then there's also a crazy chase <laughs> right. sequence, and there's also we're riding around in a Lamborghini, and like, it's that kind of stuff.
0: in so and, and I've not seen all of the Swedish ones, w- ones before, because they have the three three Swedish ones, and then, and then the, the American, American, American one. one. Yeah. Daniel Craig was in the American yeah. one. Yeah. Him and him and, uh, Ruby Maher. Right. So I watched that one and I think the original Swedish one. Yeah. And yeah, they felt, like you said, grounded. It Much was more like... grounded. This and is less grounded. This is more like fun action. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I tried uh, listening to the audiobook of the first one. Yeah. That was rough. Because again, the book is very detail oriented, very yeah. investigated. A lot of rapes. And it was just, oh, yeah. There's a lot just, of raping in these the, the movies, yeah.
1: I was like, there's no rapes in this one. Oh, good. Is there? Progress. Hold on.
0: Mm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. I do like the director quite a bit, and I forgot who he was until I just looked it up, and then I was like, oh, yeah. So, Fede Alvarez, who did Don't Breathe from a couple years ago. Yeah. Great modern horror movie. Yeah.
1: This is a fine action film. It's just not a dragon tattoo story.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that is fair. It's fine. If he, if it had been some other random
1: woman And a new, a different character It's probably a much better movie But you okay. watch these drag tattoo movies Because of Elizabeth and who the character is And there's very little of that It's a very sanitized version of that For a much bigger It's like someone got a bunch of notes from in the studio Saying like can we make this more fun And action-y poppy where she gets
0: Use this for research Fast and the Furious yeah,
1: 7 <laughs> <laughs> I want you speed across a frozen lake And you're matte black Ducati That's Mm. fine. I want to have you a scene where people are shooting people through the walls from 200 yards away with a high-powered rifle. And these goons are just getting shot. It it feels – remember that scene in Eraser where they show up when Arnold's in the house, when he he shows up with the balloons in the house, Vanessa Williams, and these guys are shooting through the walls? Mm -hmm. It's that. Wow. That's happening. Okay. That's in a Dragon Tattoo movie you right. know, what, know what's funny there's a scene where, where he where Bloomquist is doing his investigation and he, he meets with the guy who tells him essentially about the spiders and he takes off his face he, they're like what happened to you he's like oh I lost my nose and he takes off his face and shows mm-hmm. like it's disgusting mm. but I wanted to learn more about the spiders like they seem crazy mm. like okay. some more time with the spiders and how insane they are but they're just like nameless faceless goons yeah. like, I don't know any of these guys names they're just the
0: spiders Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, for the new listeners, mm-hmm. this is your first time listening to the episode or the show, the rating system for this podcast, there are only three choices. No stars, no letter grades. Three choices are good, bad, or ugly. Good film is something you would recommend. Bad film is something that you did not hate, but it was also not that great. There's some rhyming. There you go. Uh, and yeah, and an ugly is just avoid at all costs. So... Uh, let me make sure I get this right. The girl in the spider's web, a dragon tattoo story. Mm-hmm. What do you give uh, this It's movie? a bad. It's not ugly. It's a bad. Okay. There will
1: be people who watch maybe it watch it
0: on TV and enjoy. Yeah, if
1: you watch it Netflix one night, you'd be fine. You'd be like, oh, that was a fun two hours. Gotcha. Um, if you are like, if you love those stories, it might turn you off because you'd be like, this isn't really. Hmm. Uh, the one, one thing I what I said in my review is it reminded me so much of like going into an IKEA. And seeing like, follow me. Go to okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You I'm see, there.
0: Just because it is Swedish. Yeah. You Racist. You see,
1: you exactly. You see it. You see this bedroom setup. Okay. Because you're looking for a bed. You realize the mattress isn't very good. The TV's made out of plastic. True. There's plastic fruit in the bowl. Yep. The the covers are fake. Mm-hmm. The closet might be but, real. Man, does it look good? The frame is real because you're trying to buy the frame. The frame is the only real thing in here. <laughs> right. Although it looks like. A bedroom, mm-hmm. part a lot of it is fake. That was the Dragon Tattoo story for me. Lots of it is fake. This kind of a real framing. You understand that that's the real thing you want, but the rest of it doesn't really fit, even though it looks aesthetically like something you would like. Hmm. In reality, it's not. That's,
0: I like it. That's the movie. Okay. I mean, I will probably check it out on Netflix in like six yeah. months. <laughs> oh, if is you there. catch a
1: if you catch a matinee and it's really like you really are want to see it, I'd go see something else. But
0: <laughs> Wow, way to sell it. I'm just if saying you I, want to see it I, Madden and you really want to
1: see it, go see something else. i see something else, else but <laughs> if you just are like, ah, I've got time between I go to work, you, you're not going to be bored. I was never bored.
0: Okay, I didn't hate it. Fair enough. Cool. All right, so that was The Girl in the Spider's Web, a dragon tattoo story. Next up, uh, a film that I watched that Tim was unable to go to the screening of, mm-hmm. uh, The Grinch, directed by Yarrow Cheney mm-hmm. and Scott Mosier.
1: Scott yes, Mosier? that what? same
0: Scott Mosier. From Kevin Smith's yeah. projects. Well, what's That's funny crazy. is... <laughs> I didn't know he yeah, directed it. On, um, d- 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 on their show, on Smodcast, mm-hmm. like two years ago, Scott, they, they were being really and They were like, yeah, we're going to be taking some time off. Scott has a project. He's going to be in Paris working on some stuff. And they could not say anything. And it was like, what is going on? And then they... I mean, Kevin Smith has like eight podcasts. But Smodcast went on hiatus for a while, and they were not really saying anything. This is why. Scott Mosier was directing this new animated version of The Grinch mm-hmm. with Illumination Studios. So right off the bat, the animation, speaking on that, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like the textures that they're able to maintain, not maintain, but achieve these days, like the wispy hair, like the stitching on the clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was... What other films has,
1: has that studio done?
0: illumination uh they did the minions ones okay um, oh they're with dreamworks i think so illumination studios I th- there were a couple other ones let me uh pull that up uh illumination imagine learning studio illuminate entertainment here we go uh despicable me mm-hmm. sing secret life of pets minions okay gotcha so yeah got a good track record Definitely. And they're, they're making like a secret life of pets too. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, we just got the trailer for that one. Uh, but yeah, so The Grinch, we all know the story uh, of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. What was interesting is when I was looking up the original one before we were watching the film, I was talking to some of our other friends and critics, and they're like, Yeah, you know, the other one, it was about an hour long. And I was like, I feel like it was way shorter than that. They're like, I don't know. Pull it up, 26 minutes. What, what, what? The original one. The original cartoon is only 26 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's short. Like, it is breezy. Yeah. Some of us remember watching it on TV, so with commercial breaks, longer. like, maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. But, uh yeah, it's 26 minutes. They take a lot of creative liberties with this movie. To me, I felt like that actually was a benefit. One of which being, the Grinch is not just the complete a-hole that he is in the original. Like, Aww. He, like in the original one, he hates Max. Like you never really feel connected (laughs) to this dog. And it was like, you're just mean. (laughs) Like he's a Grinch. Just, I would not even say, yeah, I I don't know. But in this one, he is more just grumpy. Mm -hmm. Like he is more like more surly. Max is completely faithful and loyal and loves him. And he actually kind of loves him back even before his heart grows two times bigger. Like they actually have like a companionship, a friendship. That was good to see because then it actually kind of made more sense. And it was not just this borderline evil person <laughs> on the top of this mountain right. who hates all the who's. Uh, at one point, he runs out of groceries, so he has to go down into town, which he hates doing. And, of course, everybody there was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, And they're just happy. And he was just like, I hate all of you. Uh, Keenan Thompson mm-hmm. does a voice of one of the characters who is the Grinch's kind of enemy because this guy is just perpetually happy. Yeah. He loves Christmas. His Christmas display is bigger than ever. But I liked that depth of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also a lot of diversity in the Who's. Like, there were multiple shades. There were some mixed
1: Who's Whoa. there. ruined <laughs> my Christmas. Uh, <laughs>
0: diversity, <laughs> in diversity in your Whoville. Um, oh, wow. Keenan's character, you know, is, is black. But there were just, that was just, again, one of those things that you never really think about. And you're, you're like, right. oh. This is an entire town full of white who's, you know, and so that diversity was cool. The other interesting angle that they took is the main uh, character that we follow, uh, Cindy Lou, who's mom, is a single mom with three kids. She has Cindy and then a set of twins, and she is working all the time. She's making them breakfast, and she's just going like single moms do. You do anything you can to provide for your family, and Cindy's wish the thing that she writes Santa to it, you know, she it is not about a present. She was like, I just want my mom to be happy. Like she works so hard all the time and we see that, you know, she deserves happiness. Okay. Again, it was just a much better movie. How message. long is this movie? So that is what some people are kind of uh that is like complaining about. So it took the a twenty
1: six mo- minute movie and stretched it to what? Ninety. Yeah, that's a lot. That's three times as much.
0: It, it's like the Grinch's heart. It just grew three times longer. Yeah, to- yeah, twice as much. much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it is a little bit stuffed uh, because you you kind of have to if you're filling this out to a feature length movie, yeah. especially if you want to qualify for the Oscars for animated. Did they have
1: feature length content?
0: I think some of it, yes. I think there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of padding. <laughs> being nice, um, the, the answer is no. They didn't have feature they didn't have feature length content. There's a lot of padding. Uh, there definitely was a lot of padding. Um, unlike Nutcracker from a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. this truly feels like a family holiday movie. Nutcracker, I still do not understand why they dropped that Halloween weekend. That's a weird... It was a weird time. Why the tone of it was like... This like genuinely is just holiday family movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I forgot to say in my Nutcracker review, so I can bash on that a little bit more. Um, after the Nutcracker movie and the Four Realms, I would have rather just gone to one of the Fathom events That they have at the theater where you can watch a real production of the Nutcracker.
1: People don't want to see a real production of the Nutcracker. They want to. But they should. They should watch that
0: and not Nutcracker in the four realms. Anyway, I want to see a movie. I'm not talking about that anymore. Uh, The movie was trash. But the Grinch, yeah. Unlike that, like it just it felt like a family movie. The theater was packed. When I say packed, I mean more packed than I've ever seen one of the screenings. Mm -hmm. From the first row to the last row, there were kids on laps. Mm -hmm. It was packed. The kids in the theater loved this movie. Yeah. Like, even the silly dumb jokes, which, of course, I laughed at also, the kids just uproariously laughing. Like, if somebody gets pantsed, it is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, the kids. So, which, of course, I laughed at also. Um, Max and the Grinch, I like their relationship. The Grinch kind of befriends another companion Mm -hmm. Uh, in this film. I liked their relationship. He names it Fred. So, like, it just had a lot more heart in this movie than in the original. Yes, it is padded, a little bit bloated, uh, but it was solid. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, even though it was... The bloat didn't ruin it for you. No, not not for me. Because I think those those moments and the tones that they were going for, like, being a single mom, like, this is something in an animated movie that they're showing as, like, this is reality. Yeah. The kids it's in a lot of households like that, a lot of households. So to see that on screen, that was just really cool. It did not really have an iconic song other than the you know, Abu Dores, like the choral version, but there was not really like a, a hook, um, like a I wouldn't touch him with a 39 and a half foot pole. Like, mm-hmm. there was none of that, it was just a movie. Damn. So, wasn't the Grinch it? It was a Grinch story. It was involving yeah, it, the Grinch. So the full title, uh, The Grinch, a the Grinch Who Stole Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> um It was a Grinch story, but not the Grinch. Yeah. The and Reacher. it actually it showed another interesting angle, which was it showed him like as a little Grinch. Yeah, I saw of,
1: that clip. Yeah.
0: Super cute. And it kind of goes into why he might hate Christmas. Because mm-hmm. we never really understand that before. He doesn't even have a backstory. Uh no. But I liked when he was in the town. Mm-hmm. Nobody was like <gasps> That green-skinned monster. Yeah. I was like, hey, like we know you live up on the hill by yourself. Whatever. Yeah. Do do you, boo-boo. Yeah. So, yeah, my official rating for The Grinch is a good solid Christmas holiday movie. I still feel like it was dropped a little bit too early. I'm still not it's sure early. why. Like, drop there's, this closer to the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Kids are going to be out of school. Uh, there's just not a lot of theater space, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you're running out of space. The next two
1: months is it's packed. So either get your coins now or you gotta wait. Yeah, and Wreck-It Ralph
0: is going to Ralph is going to show up and destroy everybody. Into the Spider-Verse is also Christmas.
1: Yeah, so you're running out of space. So you probably are looking at like, where do I drop this movie to maximize my profits? And this is probably the weekend they chose.
0: Yeah. So, but it gets a good uh, from me. I enjoyed it. It was bloated. It was padded out from a 26-minute movie to a 90-minute movie. But it was still enjoyable to me. Next movie. Yes. Uh, Switching gears completely. (laughs) Uh, It's a way different story. To the Steve McQueen directed movie Widows. Widows. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, it's about widows. Mm -hmm. Uh, A group of
1: thieves in Chicago. Group of women who become. The group of thieves in Chicago. Oh, gotcha.
0: Die. This is what I get for not jumping ahead.
1: They die. Or very early on in this film. Like two it, opened, minutes in. it opened with them b- burning to pieces.
0: And the film was called Widows for anybody. who like, <gasps> They died? Yeah, die? yeah they the die. is called Widows.
1: So the, the women are left with... Uh, not They don't really know each other. This is what I loved about the film. They don't really know each other. Yeah. They're not friends. They don't get along. Mm-hmm. They, but they're all thrust into this situation because the money that Liam Neeson's character stole was from these two gang members... Yeah. Uh, what are they? Named? They're, the, they're the brothers. Um, the Manning brothers. Right. So the Manning brothers played by um, Daniel Kalua and yeah. Brian Tyree Henry. Mm-hmm. And uh, the older Manning brothers trying to run for all, for like an alderman? What Something. So an alderman
0: which I had to talk to other people from so uh, one of our other local critics uh, an older guy, Steve. Yeah. Like he had to kind of explain that to me because that is a term that I don't is, know what it is. It's still around, but nobody really yeah. like alderman was not even city council. It was just like,
1: but he wanted access. <laughs> he wanted to be legit. The thing that he yeah. tells, he want he still was gonna be like owning property in Chicago and, and running things. But the thing he tells his brother is like, look, the people who come after them have cameras and microphones. People who come after us have guns. Mm-hmm. I'm 37. I need. I'm trying to get out of this. And so he, that's, he looked like an old 37. Right. <laughs> so he needed the two million dollars to help mm-hmm. fund his campaign to win so he can try to turn some of this illegal crime money legit mm-hmm. that's his life plan um so he goes after bola davis and says you got we give her like a month two weeks
0: he gives know. her a month yeah at the beginning when he you, gives her a month yeah. that it's like
1: you got a month Paula davis money. is
0: liam neeson's wife yeah
1: it's his wife, and he threatens her with the dog, holding the dog. Oh, that was that dog is everywhere. Yeah, the stressful with the dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, that has to be a producer's dog. That like, dog. They, they was wanted to get so many ZAG credits for that dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that dog was like supporting actor or mm-hmm. actress. I don't know the gender of the dog. How dare um, you? <laughs> couldn't tell. But uh, yeah, so she ends up having this bright idea. Um, she wants the names of 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 the other wives, and she finds. Mm-hmm. He leaves her this key and finds this this journal that has like. All the heists he's ever done. Mm-hmm. All these Ocean's plans. Eleven yeah. style. Old school, as they say later on. He's old school, wrote everything down. And plans for a new heist to break into what looks like a safe room mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. So these women are tasked with finding this place, finding the building, finding the safe room, and breaking into it and getting, let's say it was $5 million, so $2 million to the Madden brothers. Mm-hmm. And then they will split the remaining $3 million amongst themselves.
0: Right. That is the plan.
1: And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> the opening scene of this movie, yeah. where we see these guys die, which again, oh, I was talking about, talking about them making out in the bed. Oh, 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 oof! That was jarring. They're affectionate. The first scene we see in this movie is a top-down perspective of Viola Davis and Liam Neeson in bed, just tonguing each other. And he's it was just like, like, like grabbing on her breast in one scene. It's like a real
1: couple, but it's like it's weird seeing Liam Neeson like grab on Viola Davis's breast in bed. Yeah, he was though.
0: And they, yeah. But that was not the scene I was referring to—the opening car chase. <laughs> yeah, scene—the opening heist. That scene. shootout from inside the van. Incredible. Yeah, really, like it sets the tone right away. That tone is not really repeated again until the third act. Yeah, like we basically we open with it and kind of close with it. And in between is them trying to figure stuff out, and
1: and Daniel was scaring everybody to death. Oof, got he was brutal in this movie. You know what I loved about the stuff that he did was he was always doing something super interesting mm-hmm. like he was reading like was he reading the bible in this church or yeah. a book he's
0: listening to like learning like spanish or something on, on mm-hmm. tape he, yeah his he, choices yeah were, were pretty incredible and he has like this dagger letter opener yeah. thing that that is his kind of the weapon that he likes to use
1: <laughs> like he threw a guy out of his wheelchair and then when he leaves he throws the wheelchair farther away <laughs>
0: Okay, so throws the guy out of a wheelchair. As he leaves, the guy bleeding, sets the wheelchair back up, and then picks up the wheelchair and throws it away. <laughs> throws it farther away. Uh, just yeah. Even, the- even when that scene where they
1: beat up a certain person, mm-hmm. he just turns on the TV. Yeah. Sits down and turns it up. He's a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. He's definitely making my... Uh, Get him a nomination for my villain list this year.
0: Oh, for sure for our
1: Seattle films <laughs> <laughs> film awards. Because man, yeah. he was good mm-hmm. and intense, and also a very contrast to Brian Tyree Henry's character, who was like
0: very calm, it, calculated,
1: but intense as well. When he has that moment, uh, when he's yeah. threatening Valda Davis. Like, oh yeah, you're crazy too, but also trying to. The one scene I love is them talking about these districts. And there's that scene where they tell him like, oh, your, your house is just a block within this district. You don't really live in the hood. Mm-hmm. But then they show you it. So when he's having that conversation, when the guy's like, the reporter's like jamming up Colin Farrell's character mm-hmm. with questions, he hops in his car and he's having this very racist conversation about how he doesn't care yeah. about these people. And, and the whole conversation is happening and we're just following the car. In a very then, interesting shot choice. And then they turn into the super nice neighborhood mm-hmm. and he's
0: home. And you're like... Oh, wow, he doesn't live that far from the neighborhood that he says he despises. That was an interesting visual choice that Steve McQueen yeah. did. So that the camera is kind of, quote, unquote, mounted on the hood. Yeah. But we're not looking straight in. We're looking to the passenger side. Off. Yeah. And we see, like, just this neighborhood has kind of run down. And it changes. Yeah, and as it turns, like, the camera pivots. We see them in the car. which is the driver, who is black, Yeah, as Colin Farrell is just going off on stuff. And then it pivots to the driver's side. We see his house. So that was really interesting framing device that Steve McQueen did. Steve McQueen. This is brilliant, man. Dude, this guy. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he was doing. Uh, those of you who might recognize the name but not sure why. 12 Years a Slave. Shame. Won an Oscar for that. Hunger. Yeah. Which Hunger is a brutal movie. He loves working with Fastbender. <laughs> yeah. This was one of the first. Robert Fassbender didn't show up. Like, which, why like not? You had Colin moon, Farrell, yeah. Liam Neeson throwing Fassbender. Oh man,
1: is one of the one of the high guys. Uh, uh, this yeah.
0: cast overall was stellar. Really good cast, uh, especially. And I had to write this down. Cynthia Erivo, she's good. Who I saw her and I was like, I had no idea what kind of what she had been in before. She has only been in one other thing, as far as one other movie, uh, but. She has won a Tony yeah. and a Grammy for the Color Purple revival yeah, in, like, 2016. Yeah. She's good. She is solid and looks physically yeah. solid. This woman is in shape. Yeah. And so is Viola, Viola Davis. Yeah. They're all in shape. She is in, like, Viola Davis won't put in, like, this spaghetti strap top and just her shoulders, her arms. Yeah. is like, this woman is incredible. The only
1: scene, and also the girl who played, um, who ended up being, like, the call girl What's her name.
0: Oh. She was good, man. She was good. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah, she was um, good. No body shaming. I, j- I wanted to give her a sandwich. Yeah. Like, she is very... First of all, she's, like, six feet tall. Yeah, but yeah she's like, super tall. Legitimately tall. And one of the PR reps who was at the theater yeah. said that she met her um, at a red carpet event. She yeah. was like, no, she's really that tall. Like, yeah. she is huge and weighs, like, a buck 15. Yeah, she's thin. Very, very thin. Um, she's good. Yeah, she's really she, good. She, was really, she good. was
1: really good. The one... That's the one actress in the movie I was like I don't know about her Oh, I kind of never really seen her or anything mm-hmm. and I was like oh she's good Yeah, Michelle the only, Rodriguez the only one that make out scene was the only scene I was like why is this in the movie wait which one well she's trying to figure out she's trying to get the plans where they don't know what's on the blueprint oh she shows up at the guy's house
0: yeah I was like what is this yeah
1: it doesn't go anywhere Mm they could have cut that they could have cut those five minutes out yeah that was weird that was the only scene I was like that's <laughs> a weird scene <laughs> Um, But no, she was good, you know, she does the Michelle Rodriguez scene thing where she doesn't have a lot of lines, but she has a lot of emoting and it's funny.
0: And Michelle Rodriguez is Michelle Rodriguez.
1: I love that scene when they're making fun of Ola Davis.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was classic. It was like they're all doing impressions of her and in the very uh, old school way. That person you're making fun of is right behind shows you. Shows up, yeah. She was great. And says like with that w- dog, <laughs> says one line, and all the women are like, because <clears throat> she's kind, of, she's kind of mean. Oh no, she is a jerk. Viola she's Davis kind of is. mean. I mean, granted, it might be her coping mecan- mechanism. Wow. It might, might be like, this horrible thing happened to all of us, but this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because we see her sweet, you know, with Liam Neeson, we see that vulnerability. When she goes into business mode, there is no stopping yeah.
1: it. And I'm not getting any spoilers, but the scene when you realize like what's been at the crux of her relationship with her her late husband, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that makes a hundred percent sense why things yeah are messy for everybody right now. And that was a that was a hard scene. It's messy. It's messy. Yeah, yeah. Um, some twists and turns in this movie, so be prepared for. Th- there were some twists and turns. A bit of I d- swerve.
0: I do feel like the there there are a few um. Not heel face turns. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a couple of turns that after the movie, I was like, wow, that was really cool. And then I started to think about it. They did not really make sense. We'll have to talk about it off mic because they make sense. I we, they would be super spoilers. So, okay. uh, but it was just there, there are pieces of it that I don't think fit as tightly as the other ones. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Stellar cast, uh, Sade. Is she uh, got a new song? Another, her second original song yeah. this year after <laughs> not making an album in a <laughs> yeah. while. It's a good song. Oh, good for Sade. Like yeah, good for her. Yeah, she is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, Steve McQueen is great. Oh, Robert Duvall. Oh gosh, he's, is he really <laughs> racist? That was that was that, my question. Was very <laughs> believable. I was like,
1: um, dog. <laughs> You're playing this real
0: well, this, my friend. This uh, this older man uh, who just just older, he plays that White guy was like yeah. It was a little too close for comfort. He's a lifelong
1: politician whose son is now in politics essentially because it's the family business. And he's doing
0: the thing that old dads do, which is trying to tell you how to do your job. Mm -hmm. And granted, he had that job before. He had that job before. But he is still telling Colin Farrell what. Yeah. But he is at 15 the whole movie. Yeah, the whole time. He has a scene where he goes from zero to 100. Yeah. In a blink of an eye, and it was like, "What is like?" It was jarring. Yeah, he was good. you, F you, Yeah, and I was like, "What is?" That? Yeah. So He's he was good. good, but it was just that was that was pretty. Yeah, intense. I, I enjoyed it though. I thought it was. Yeah, I
1: liked the ending. I thought the ending was was solid. Yeah, hell, hell of an ending.
0: Yeah, there there's a that was definitely a, a turn a turn that I did not see coming. Oh, it's a yeah. bang bang ending. All right. Yeah, cool. So that was "Widows," directed by Steve McQueen with a whole bunch of people. Yeah, uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, she was incredible. She she might not get a nomination for this one. No. Um, but she was incredible she was as incredible she that. always is.
1: And Brian Tyree Henry is really good, man. I love that dude.
0: Again, his his calm demeanor, mm-hmm. as there's a specific scene with the dog <laughs> yeah. when he is just looking Viola dead in the face, just talking to her about what could happen yeah. if he does not get the money. The whole time you see his hand going around the dog and yeah. it was like, no, no, no. Like The tension yeah. of that scene in particular yeah. and... It pans to Viola and she just starts like kind of shuddering yeah. and her eyes start glassing over. And it was like
1: that, that audio of part of that monologue is on one of the trailers. It opens with him. Oh, saying, does it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 That that scene was. I remember hearing, hearing that and being like,
1: well, I want to see this scene because it sounds like he's being very calm and intense about mm-hmm. wanting his $2 million back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Widows, what is your official rating?
1: It's good, man. It's a, if you like heist movies, if you like. A great cast, if you like. Some very interesting directing. Even the heist at the end is really directed well. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out.
0: Nice. Um, I was not as impressed with certain parts of the heisting mm-hmm. in this movie. I like. I did like how it opened with a big set piece, closed with a big set piece. Some of the individual pieces that kind of made it up were a little bit loose in my opinion. Uh, but my official rating is is good. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. came out of it, and I was like, I would love to see those particular women do their own thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, two goods for widows. The last review is arguably the most insane movie uh, that we will be... That definitely we are reviewing on this episode. Yeah.
1: Might be the most insane movie this year.
0: The movie is Overlord. Overlord. Produced by, not directed by, J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. He kind of pulled a Guillermo del Toro Presents, Mm -hmm. which... For a long time, Guillermo del Toro was not directing a movie, but there were a bunch of movies that had his name on it. Mm. That is what this is. So it is directed by Julius Avery, uh, but produced by J.J. Abrams. Uh, just a little World War II movie, mm-hmm. soldier, American soldiers fighting Nazis. Twist: there are zombies <laughs> or they're creatures not, or I don't, I don't
1: know what they are. Super Soldier Reject. These <laughs> soldiers are supposed to go knock out these <laughs> control towers, so that. Mm-hmm. So that the air support can help for the soldiers, Norm, yeah for the
0: beach, beaches of Normandy, like we yeah. all know that part of the history, and right. we're like, so that's what they're
1: there, that's what they're there to do. Yeah, take, take out it, these, take, take out this radio tower, take out the radio tower, this, this like at
0: a church. Mm-hmm. Then once they so they they land. Of course, it is World War II, it's like hell, the, the parachuting into. Oh my gosh! Like watching, watching that, you know, and we see every year we see at least one World War II movie. All right. This one, I mean, it had those same type of feeling of being like, "This is what this was an insane situation that these soldiers yeah, had that, to go that through." That clip
1: is on YouTube of them parachuting it. Oh, really? In the flight, yeah. Okay. In the plane, and it started getting shot up, and had to parachute into in France.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I. I no. don't want anything to do with that. So once they they land and they're kind of going through the town mm-hmm. to try and. Get to the mission. Calamity ensues. Yeah. They run to that girl. What's her name? Uh, the actress you are thinking
1: of, uh, Matilda. What, what's her character's name? Chloe. Chloe. So they yeah. run to Chloe, who who's like scavenging. Chloe takes her mm-hmm. to their house. It's just her, her nephew, and her aunt. Her aunt who's sick, mm-hmm. and she hits <laughs> the Germans as well. So they stay stay in this house, mm-hmm. um, and then they decide. To they gotta it's like four of them yes and they've got to get in and, <laughs> and it's it's essentially them against like all these german soldiers yep. they don't know the rest of the platoon in, so they send two guys out to see if there's anyone else who made it to the mm-hmm. safe point by the bridge and uh the main character uh Br- i'm gonna this Br- Boyce Boyce Boyce, uh played by what's his name what's his uh name? joven adepo adepo joven adepo who you know from fences who played the mm-hmm. son in fences yeah um so Boyce, who's essentially the main character, of following, mm-hmm. um, goes to meet them and gets chased by a German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ba- basically, he ends, ends up, up
0: he ends up where he was trying to go. Yeah, he
1: ends up un- unfortunately, but, but what he finds <laughs> is like all these experimentations these Germans are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds a woman with like whose head is attached oh to the spine gosh. still. He mm-hmm. finds his his buddy from mm-hmm. early on in the movie, who apparently got kidnapped, is like hooked up to this machine with this huge like needle in his side. So mm-hmm. he gets his buddy, gets back. So he goes back and tells him, this is what's happening. Right. You have to <laughs> blow this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's not the mission.
0: And he was like, uh, I'm not sure if you understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you see? And he was like, Gu- guys, just, I saw some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's uh, gotta go. What was interesting is, again, it takes that World War II, uh Visuals and everything that we're used to seeing, you know the the Gestapo like yeah. the this these guys going from house to house, taking whatever they want, yeah, and being used to that, um the main antagonist, uh Waffner, played by Pilu Osbach uh, yeah, from Game of Thrones there are two people from Game of yeah. Thrones in this one of them was only in for about mm, three minutes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he plays kind of the head Nazi of this kind of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, again, is used to getting what he wants? Yeah, he is so physically intimidating. Like we talked yeah. about, Brian Tyree Henry, where was that calm, calculated mm-hmm. intensity? Where at certain points he just looks at Chloe and he was like, "No, this is happening." Yeah, and she was like, "But," and he was like, "No," <laughs> like, and it was that type of thing. His turn, you know, when he kind of starts to uh, transform his character, right. Then becomes much more uh, audacious and much more just out there. But that kind of calm, cool, collected, maniacal, insane uh, behaviors were still there. The creature designs in this movie. So, again, they're not necessarily zombies. They're test subjects, I guess, would be a better description.
1: They said a thousand-year war needs a thousand-year soldiers.
0: Right, which this is not the first time we have seen kind of the the zombie uh Nazi type things like Dead Snow did it. Right. Um Iron Sky, yeah. which is a insane movie about Nazis on dinosaurs uh and living on the moon. This is more crazy but logical. In in a sense, yes, in yeah. in, a, in a sense where we can believe that during World War II the the Captain America program, they're trying to develop a super soldier. Right. They were coming up with serums and injecting people with it. to see like, what happens. Seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, unfortunately, when you look at the real world history of, uh, was it Joseph Mengele? Mm-hmm. The the real Nazi doctor who did horrific experiments. The, I mean, you look at something like this and you're like, this might not be too far off from yeah. what was actually happening. it's it crazy and ridiculous. But, but yeah. I mean, yeah. The so premise itself is. The premise itself is is believable, as yeah. crazy as that is. But again, the, the visuals of the creatures once we start seeing kind of what they are actually up to, there's one you kind of mentioned it before where he hears a woman screaming yeah pulls away a sheet and we see a head and a spinal column that's it. and nothing else and she is screaming and kind of like turns to him Whoo-hoo-hoo. those camera shots were great
1: like that that's, yeah the, the, me and Kenan saw yesterday we were talking about the tracking shots in the film yeah and after tracking him through this church. Like, you kind of had a really good sense of where he was at all times. Like, you knew where people were. Yeah. Never. None, none of it felt super confusing.
0: Or or kind of bogged down. Yeah. And,
1: like, you're like, what, okay, I know. So at the end of the movie, when a character is trying to get out of the building, you're like, oh, I know where he's at. When he's mm-hmm. at the door, I'm like, oh, that's the door he came in. Yeah. Gets outside. like, oh, okay, I know where he's at. He's near, whatever. Um, the, And it, it, that whole shot is just on him as he's, like, escaping mm-hmm. <laughs> this thing. It's great. I like yeah, that they did that.
0: Th- those were those were solid, you know, choices. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about, uh, and even Chloe's, their plan made sense. I mean, yeah, th- th- this was a <laughs> as bizarre as it sounds. This is a realistic portrayal of a World War II mission. Yeah, it just happened to be what they found yeah. during this mission, and even changed.
1: And even Boyce's character, who's always doing things that that are going to, you know, not ser- don't don't serve the mission. And when he's telling Chloe, he's like, hey, man, three weeks ago, I was – was like, three he was, months ago, he was whatever. on a farm? I was on a farm. He, yeah. I was mowing lawns. And oh, and he got a letter. I got a letter, and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. And he acts like a guy who was mowing lawns months yeah. ago and is now
0: in this war. Well, and that was interesting, and I was trying to look up the uh, – uh, Wyatt Russell, who plays Ford, who is kind of the leader of their yeah. team. We know him from Black Mirror. Yeah. played this episode. Those two character portrayals mm-hmm. – show the difference in not just kind of masculinity. And I was mm-hmm. talking to my friend Izzy about this as well. Uh, she has the nocturnal emissions mm-hmm. podcast um, and radio show, but just the different views of masculinity where like here you have for like the typical, like American, like demolition expert, like you just got to go. Yeah. Like he is a soldier. Then you have boys being like, again, three weeks ago I was at home right, and now I'm here. And like his timidness and his like, general aversion to even wanting to be there but also realizing he is there yeah like there are situations he's going to have to deal with he doesn't want to kill anybody yeah he doesn't really
1: want to do it and then you, you you can see both of their ideas sort of mesh on
0: both of them as the movie goes along once they realize again once they realize what actually needs to happen yeah like if we want something to change yeah our mindsets have to have to flip a switch yeah um especially when they see because Boyce just has a good heart he does he just wants to save everybody he does um (laughs) and he did save a couple people the one that we talked about where like he had a thing attached to his side Mm. that never really gets resolved we just kind of see that guy just oh i just need some stitches and here i go and it was like um there there's a scene at the end where like you look really healthy and i was like oh no yeah, I was kind of waiting. Oh, my God, no, we might get a sequel out of this. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. He did they, look very healthy. He, he did, because he was real pale. He was real bad. Uh, he was real bad when I found him. I was like, yeah. oh, he's not going to make it. Uh, this movie also pushes the boundaries as far as... I, I want to say pushes the boundaries. After we saw Halloween recently... The gore? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that made me cringe. Yeah. Like the,
1: the hook part. I was like, ah. Oh.
0: And we, as soon as uh, they go into that room... After seeing what else had transpired in the movie, I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And then it, of course it I was happens. Like, oh
1: no! A lot of stuff I was just cringing, like, "Oh, that's bad." Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was bad.
0: Yeah, it was definitely gory. Uh, I liked
1: their plan at the end. Their plan was like a sound planned. Yeah, so, this is. Me. I was like, "Oh, this makes super sense."
0: Yeah, really and say. they never really developed the story as far as where that serum came from or what, yeah. why they're doing what they're doing, other than the thousand years. What's wrong with the grandmother? The aunt, the aunt, we don't really know. Well, I mean, yeah, we know she but, was. She was a test subject, and then they let yeah. kind of go. They let her
1: go. Like, why they let her go? Why, yeah, yeah, it's all that. As
0: soon as we hear the aunt's breathing yeah. in the other room, it was like, like
1: she's sick. Like,
0: mm. Um, that is more than sick. <laughs> she sounds like she's dying. Yeah, <laughs> well, I liked that the other test subjects made the same
1: sounds, so you yeah. knew you it, it was oh. consistent. Mm-hmm. They're making the same kind of noise.
0: Yeah, uh, the design choices were really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, even though. It was, yeah. It was it was gory and and bloody and ridiculous. Yeah. If you if
1: you yeah don't eat, I ate while I watched it. And I was like, this is. Not What's good. funny
0: is a uh, one of the reps at the screening. So I missed the screening, and I saw this at a different night. Yeah. I was talking to her the next night about it, and she was like, yeah, you know, I was hungry before the movie, so I was eating like a burrito. She was like. I, I had to like wrap the burrito up, yeah. put it in my bag, and I just was like eating while I watched it. I was mm-mm. like, "Oh no!" <laughs> just like terrible yeah. idea.
1: Yeah, not 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 ideal. But I I 100 enjoyed it. I thought it was like a lot of fun.
0: Um, and it was like, like what can we say? It was ridiculous and gory. Similar to like again, before we started recording, we were talking about 80s action movies yeah. and how, again, they were just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at Predator. I love Predator. But it was just gory and ridiculous, and yeah. for no reason. This was the same thing. Like when we no, see no, it was for no reason, like when it we see like purpose, purpose, they just went over the top with it. Yeah, I guess that that makes more sense because when we see somebody getting bashed with the butt of a rifle, yeah. we we see the motion, and we're like, "All right, cool, cool." Then it's Then it's shooting, and it's like, oh, "Okay, dude, do you really yeah. need to see that." So yeah, yeah. But we'll, I
1: love that scene too with them. Um,
0: yeah, because it was a character switch. Yeah, it was like okay, I now realize what needs to yeah, happen. It would have to happen. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing that led up to that was also one of my favorite scenes, which <laughs> he, was, he was like, was like, "Oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I'm good. And they were like, <laughs> is it hot in here? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oh, I was like, oh no. And also like, it also reminded me of one of your favorite movies, The Thing. Yes. Practical effects. Very practical looking. Effect. There were definitely some CGI moments uh, with some facial reconstruction, but there were like the, Some of the creatures, we will say, that they saw, like, you can tell that they were interacting with some manifestation of something Mm -hmm. on their body. Right. It was not just all kind of ethereal and CGI. Mm -hmm. So, that was was super intense. Good stuff. Uh, So, for Overlord, my official rating for Overlord uh, was good. This is one that, it is a little bit hard to recommend because you have to... Like a certain yeah, you you have to like (laughs) a certain type of movie (laughs) to like this. But if you are a fan of horror, if you are a fan of borderline kind of grotesque uh, gore, if you can handle that, Mm -hmm. I think you will enjoy this movie. Uh, And again, it was a solid World War II movie also. Which I'm not a war movie fan, but it's a
1: solid. It's it's literally a World War II movie up until you get inside the church. Yeah. Everything, it's just these soldiers hiding out because they have a mission to pull off. Mm-hmm. But once boys go inside the church, they're like, oh, no, this is <laughs> this is crazier than I thought. Yep. And it ramps up the crazy until the end. And you're like, oh, that was crazy. Almost to the
0: very end.
1: Yep. this Everything is crazy. It gets crazier
0: and crazier. Yep. So my official rating is good. What about yours? It's good.
1: It's fun. It's I, a bonkers movie. <laughs> I
0: was like, again, I'm not sure if I would call it... It's fun. ...fun, but it... it
1: but it, I, I know... I couldn't recommend it to certain people. Yeah. And other people are like, yo, you've got to see Overlord.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Certain people in in our critics group were really upset that they had Widows and Overlord screening at the same time. But I knew I was
1: like, I'm going to go
0: see Overlord. Exactly. I was like, I will see Widows at the press screening and then pay for Overlord. i can see Overlord this week. I'm not, yeah, I'll see it this weekend.
1: And that's what I did. I went and paid my hard-earned money to go see it and it was well worth every penny I paid for it.
0: I paid for it, too, and that was weird. It was fun. I'm fine. I like.
1: It. I love film. It's fine. I, I've not paid I for a
0: movie in a while. I was like, is this what people do? I have. <laughs> I have. I mean, there's
1: certain movies I will go and see with my friends and go see again and pay for, right. which I'm I'm cool with. I like it.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. So that uh, wraps it up for the reviews. Quick rundown: The Girl in the Spider's Web. Tim gave a bad two. It was a solid action movie. It was just not really in the vein of the original movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grinch. I gave a good two. Solid holiday movie. The kids are going to love it. Um, and I think this one will actually have some legs going in toward, into the holiday season versus Nutcracker, which I just do not really feel that. Wreck-It Ralph is going to be here in a couple weeks. That is going to take the box office. And then into the Spider-Verse in December. Mm. So we have some solid animated family movies coming up. Uh, so I give The Grinch a good. Widows we both gave a good to. Steve McQueen directs the hell out of this movie. Uh, The cast is stellar from top to bottom. And then Overlord, and all of its brutal, bloody insanity, Mm -hmm. we gave good to. (laughs) Uh, Again, yeah, it... Oof. It will be not necessarily divisive, but yeah, people, I think, are with the gore, that might be the... Yeah, I mean, if you're
1: not not into gore, don't watch it. Yeah. That's gonna be... You're gonna
0: be upset. Pretty simple, yeah. Uh, Cool. For upcoming... Uh, projects. The next next week's episode of the About Review Podcast, there will be reviews for Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Uh, Instant Family, mm-hmm. um, I believe, will be next week. They have given us a bunch of screening options, so I'm not sure exactly when it comes out. But I, it should be next week when I will be dropping that review. Uh, there might also be some interviews uh, coming up with some local filmmaking folks as well. So, look forward to that. And then we are seeing a bunch of other screenings that I cannot really talk about because we are embargoed because it is award season, Mm -hmm. so it gets a little bit weird. Uh, And then definitely at some point this month, Mm -hmm. the yearly tradition, uh, the About to Review special episode in November, which is No Shame November, where I talk about things that that I like and things that we like. Um, I've not figured out who is going to be on that episode yet, but... No Shame November is one of my favorite episodes. Where I don't have any shame. Don't
1: have shame in what you like.
0: Just like it. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about things that uh, things that we like. Cool. Uh, Tim,
1: where can people find you? Uh, peoplescriticblog.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, peoplescritic.
0: Fantastic. And as for the About to Review podcast, it is at About Tree View on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find full links to the show notes and guests at abouttreeview.com. Click the support tab or one of the links in the description of this episode if you want to support the show. You can do that directly through PayPal or get something off of the Amazon wish list. That would be fantastic. Um, I forgot
1: we're doing um, the Men in the Eighties podcast. Yes, we're doing Cobra and uh, First Blood <laughs> next week. So that'll be, that was that was, a, that was a crazy watch, and we're trying to figure out what to do for. Uh, I think we're going to do mostly action movies in November.
0: Mm-hmm. And oh, you some. mean like Die Hard, like a Christmas movie?
1: No, we're we will probably Die Hard two this year. Uh, Ken is really pushing for Gremlins. Um, is and, Gremlins a Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does take place during I mean, Christmas. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We're, we're probably going to do mostly action movies uh, in November. So far, we've done Top Gun this week. Oh, I love Top Gun. Um, so, it's Top Gun. We just, just two Stallone movies, so we'll mm-hmm. probably pick something else to do for action. So. Okay. I'm you hoping. Can... To, I'm trying to get. We're probably going to do 48 Hours, and I'm hoping to get Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Both solid. Both
1: solid choices, yeah. Big
0: Trouble Little China is one of those it's movies. It's bonkers. <laughs> where, again, similar to Overlord, where you're like, all right, cool. This is just like a kind of generic action-y fun movie. And they're like, wait, wait what? Yeah,
1: it's very mystical.
0: Yeah, it takes a turn. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Thank you again also uh, to my guests for the Vancouver Asian Film Festival episode from uh, recently. And then I will also be releasing, because things got super crazy, uh John Davy the episode of about to interview from a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Now he was in studio. He has been in over 40 episodes of doctor who really great guy. So I will be releasing that episode this week as well. So that is it for this week's episode of the about to review podcast here to amplify diverse voices in media. I have been joined by Tim, the people's critic and I have been your host, that guy named John. We will see you next time.